Welcome to the Peebcast. It is March 14th, 2022. Today is the first day players can negotiate with other teams, which means free agency has officially begun. Amari Cooper to the Browns and the return of the GOAT and much, much more. It's all here, right here, right now. Football is here. Let's get it. Welcome to this free agent edition of Peebcast. I'm Brandon Peebler. We got Ronnie Easton with us. I'm excited. We had some, I mean, I felt like it was quiet. Then there was a lot of stuff that was going on too. Um, and maybe it just seemed quiet because of all the crazy stuff that happened last week. <laughs> just like trade after trade, like big time trade. Um, but overall, uh, pretty solid movement uh, around the league today. Yeah, I think the day started out kind of a little bit slow. Uh, the official opening where you could sign players wasn't until later in the in the day. But uh, once they started coming, they started coming fast and fast and furious. Absolutely. No, it was. Yeah. And it took a while for some big name players to come off the board. Um, and we'll kind of talk about them. But we got to rewind a little bit because we started to see some movement over the weekend. And there was some big news over the weekend. We'll start with the first guy. Amari Cooper was officially traded to the Browns for a bag of peanuts, essentially. <laughs> um, I actually, I was surprised that they were able to even trade him because they had mentioned that he was going to get released. He had that $20 million um, price tag with him. But uh, what do you think about that move, Bronny? Do, th- do you think it's a, it's a good move for the Browns? Do you think it's a bad move for the Cowboys? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's good for... At least the the, the Browns. Uh, however, I'm not, and we've talked about this. I, I'm not sold on on Mayfield. So until they address that problem, I don't know that necessarily Cooper's going to be able to help them out much. And all that served to do was uh, push Landry out the door as well. So, you know, and after some of these signings that we saw today, twenty million dollars kind of bargain apparently uh, for a, a top flight wide receiver. Oh man, I don't get me started on that. And we're going to have. <laughs> a ton of discussion about it, but little yeah, I, I, yeah, a little foreshadowing <laughs> there for sure. Um, but the, the Cowboys are, they've really done themselves in and I'm, I'm blaming Jerry. This is Jerry. This is Jerry's job. Yeah. That yeah. he kind of blew this. Amari Cooper had to leave. Let's, let's be honest because of Ezekiel Elliott's horrible contract. If Ezekiel Elliott's contract wasn't the way that it was, if it wasn't a $16 million like hit to their cap as a penalty if he got cut it would be Zeke that would be gone I would think at least I would think yeah but Amari Cooper had to go and now they they didn't just lose Amari Cooper though they also lost Cedric Wilson they gave uh, Michael Gallup a really big deal um to kind of secure him there but Amari Cooper was He's the, one of the best route runners in the NFL. And C.D. Lamb, yes, he is a, an incredible talent. I haven't been sold on him being an unbelievable number one, but I don't know what's going on in Dallas. I have a hard time thinking that they're improving right now. They're not. They're going the opposite direction. And I, I do wonder, too, if the front office approached Zeke and was like, hey, we need your help, man, and tried to restructure his deal, maybe to get take a pay cut. I mean, I'm not saying the players should take a pay cut at the the request of the owners, but at the same time, bro, you're making you've made plenty, and you're not helping your team out either on the field or in the bank account. Either way, 
So, you know, I would, I'd be curious to be a fly on the wall on that building and just to kind of hear some of those discussions that have been going on. If in fact they have. Absolutely. Jeff here says Cowboys fire sale on receivers, which is a really big point, right? Um, Cedric Wilson's gone. They get, they retain Michael Gallup. Amari Cooper is now gone. Who the hell is Dak going to throw to Dalton Schultz and uh, CD lamb? Is that, is that it? Like, are they going to be I mean, drafting? I mean, what's going on there? You know, and, and they give a decent chunk of money to Schultz too. Um, Gallup's a good receiver. I, I do like him as a as a good number two. The problem is he cannot stay on the field. I don't know that he's completed a full season yet or even close to it. Uh, so I do have some concerns there. And with C.D. Lamb, all-world talent, but we have not seen that talent really come to fruition week after week. There have been games where I've seen him make one huge play at the beginning of a game and then disappears the rest of the game. It happens constantly with him. Uh, so now you're asking him to be the focal point of the of an offense where defenses can basically tee off and focus their game plan on him. I, I, this isn't going to work out. I think uh, th- that offense is going to – they're going to fall out of the top ten for sure. Well, absolutely. Let's just go through the Dallas Cowboys uh, right now. So Michael Gallup, he resigned on a five-year, $57.5 million deal that includes $23 million fully guaranteed. That's peanuts compared to what Christian Kirk got today. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Dalton Schultz received the franchise tag. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence agreed to a new three-year, $40 million contract. So if there's good news in Dallas was that they were able to retain him because it looked like he was also going to be cut basically as a a salary cap uh, cut to try to get him out there. And then, oh, this is the, the best one. They did retain their long snapper, Jake McQuaid. So that's always good to retain your long snapper on day one of free agency. You need those guys, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you need them. But, I mean, where's the priority there? But that wasn't all the big news. So as far as Mari Cooper going to the Browns, I have my question marks about it. Uh, there's been talks around the, the NFL today about people inquiring about Baker Mayfield. The Browns have kind of made some – exploratory calls that they always try to say, Oh yeah, we're just kind of exploring what's out there. No, they don't trust you. They don't want to give you the deal and they're, they're worried about them. Right. I mean, but what exactly is an exploratory deal? I mean, you want to trade for a guy? Not? Yeah. Do you want to trade for a guy, please? We don't trust him. Yeah, right. Anybody? I you mean, give up a pick. Just, like if you're sold on a guy, why would you, be even making those eh, we're just checking you know we're just seeing what the temperature in the water is that'd be like buffalo calling you know chicago like hey you guys want to swap quarterbacks i'm just checking though i mean we're not actually doing it like come on <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the temperature right so for the browns it's probably lukewarm at best a market for baker mayfield at the moment meanwhile his seat is hot as hell <laughs> like as far as temperature <laughs> for him his seat is hot as hell so yeah he, oh, yeah I cannot imagine. Um, I can't imagine that it, it's a good situation when you don't have when you don't have trust in your in your quarterback. That's a big deal. That's supposed to be the leader of your your football team. But yeah, um, and that AFC North is. I mean, you got Joe Burrow there. Uh, you have Lamar Jackson there, the best you know run thrower in the league. <laughs> um, but here's the big one: Tom Brady. <laughs> he's back he is back and i mean did he officially okay. leave though 
We talked about this before he made the decision to retire, and I said he was not going to retire. I was guess I was partially wrong in that. <laughs> but here we are. I said he said he wanted to play till he's 45. Uh, and I know we talked in the past, too, not too long ago, about well, there's a lot of situations, a lot of instances in the past where players have gotten done with the season, their bodies are beat down, they're wore out, and at 44, I can't imagine what his body probably feels like. I don't care how good a shape he's in. He, You know, the the – the, the stress of the season was probably like, okay, do I want to do this again? But then as things start to kind of heal up and the body starts to feel a little bit better and then some of the, the football activities start up again with the, the talk and then everything, especially with these quarterback movement and everything, you know that probably triggered him. Oh, He's absolutely. Like, I, I'm going to get back in there, especially with the NFC being as weak as it is now quarterback-wise. Yeah, you tell me that he wasn't looking at that. You know, I mean, I've watched yeah. the specials on him, how competitive he is, all that stuff. You know that he, Russell Wilson's gone. Okay. Oh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and that team kind of got tore apart too. And we're going to talk about that. Um, but that's not quite the same team. There seems to be some dissension in Green Bay. There's yeah. some, the NFC, the Cowboys, we just talked about them kind of being, Taken down, but uh, I'll tell you one person who is extremely happy about Tom Brady. That was my <laughs> wife. Super pumped about Tom Brady. She can't like she put it on her Facebook story. And this is a woman that rarely. I mean, she gets excited about the Niners. She's a Niner fan, first of all, but she just respects Brady. She's always really followed him, and so it's just hilarious when I said, "Hey, guess what? Tom Brady's back." You should have seen her eyes. And it just happened to be kind of a perfect storm for us. The 49ers are playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Santa Clara. So that all of a sudden became a must-go-to for us. You're welcome, babe. I know you're pumped about Brady, but um, he's not coming to the Niners. Not at all. But that's crazy. I think that really set – that was one of the places where, like, the quarterback market, Tampa Bay needed one. And now all of a sudden Brady comes back. And that immediately changes the landscape in the NFC when Brady's back. Like, we know yeah. they're going to be competitive. All of a sudden, right after that, you hear Gronk's contemplating on re-signing with the Bucks. Like, you start to his, he's going to have his old buddy back, you know? So, yeah. it's uh, that's huge news for the NFL. And I'll be honest, I was kind of excited because it, it would be weird at this point. He's played, this is going into his 23rd season. It would be weird without Brady, I feel like now. He's just been there so long. He's like a yeah. He could be a, a great habit, a bad habit, whatever it is. But he's there, and it you know it's going to be weird with that without him. Eventually. I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it's almost like the NFL without Dallas. I mean, we don't really care if Dallas does well or not, but it would be weird if they weren't there, right? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I if he wants to come back and play, I personally, I don't. It doesn't bother me one way or another. I just because what we're watching, witnessing with him you know, future generations are not going to be able to watch and love him or hate him. He's one of the greatest of all time. And we get to be a part of that. And do we really want that to end? Uh, yeah. Okay, I know. Yeah, we do. But <laughs> I know you do. You're, I know you're like, we really got to see, at least he's not in your division. He's not in your conference. Exactly. So I don't care. And, and I kind of have this um, weird thing where I think it'd be super cool if Buffalo and Tampa made it to the Super Bowl and Buffalo beat him like 20 years of, of torment that we had to deal with him in the AFC East, it would almost make all of that worth it to beat him in the Super Bowl. That would that would make my day, might make my year. <laughs> uh, I love every second of that, except the one scenario 
that is in there is that my Niners aren't in the Super Bowl. So I, I'm not too thrilled about that. But if that did happen, I would definitely be rooting. Oh, man, my wife's listening. I don't know. I don't know. Could be in trouble. Uh, I'd be rooting for the Bills. I'm pretty sure on that one, though. He's got seven. Uh, but this is uh, this is kind of funny. Jeff, Jeff brings this one up. Gives Big Ben his induction to the Hall of Fame without him and Brady, too. So uh, Jeff's a big Pittsburgh fan. So he's there was going to be quite the class, right? If Brady left, it was going to be Roethlisberger. Um, potentially we we're thinking at one point, uh, that Rogers was could have retired. So all of a yeah. sudden you would have some first ballot guys that were all coming up at the same time quarterbacks. So that would have been hilarious actually. So now big Ben will be there. I almost wonder too, this probably wouldn't happen, but just for food for thought. So breeze retired last year, right? So yeah. what if Rogers, Brady, Roethlisberger all retired this year, and then the the Hall of Fame committee decides, you know what, let's wait one more year. We know Breeze is eligible. Let's wait one more year and get all four of these guys in together. Wow. <laughs> I hey, that would be one hell of a show. And you know oh, yeah. that they're all about, you know what yeah. what makes what makes the money, what's get what gets the viewers. But Tom Brady's back. He never really left. And uh, I love the memes of. Screw them, kids! Like he's he spent five <laughs> weeks with his family. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm back. I can't. I'm done. I'm I, out of here. Gis- you know, Giselle it, told me. Giselle told me take out the trash. I'm coming back to play football. <laughs> so, I, what this means for the rest of the the league too, with him coming back, and you mentioned it. You know, Tampa Bay is no longer in the quarterback market. We still got Garoppolo out there, um, and after today's free agent signings, there's not too many guys left outside of of him and maybe Winston. Uh, but we're not haven't really heard too much about where he might might go. But uh, it looks like the culture about the only option left. For yeah. Garoppolo. Well, there's so there's still some left, right? There's still about four teams that that need a quarterback still. So Carolina needs one. The Saints need one. The Seahawks need one, and the Colts need one. So we're talking process about of teams. elimination. What's that? Teams that have a chance, though. <laughs> like, no, I got gotcha. you. Quarterback yeah. But, I mean, we're talking quarterback market, right? They would yeah. not trade within the division. The Niners wouldn't. Absolutely not. Um, the Saints, I know that has been a big one. And, you know, they're going to have they're, – they're up against the cap still. Like, they're going to have – they still have a lot of restructuring to do. The Panthers have been reportedly all in on Deshaun Watson. And then the Colts – they kind of got turned down by Deshaun Watson and speaking of yeah. Deshaun Watson, we're, we'll kind of bring him up, but um, there's a market still out there for Jimmy. I got to th- I agree with you. I think the where it's trending towards is, is the Colts. I, I, I think once uh, Pittsburgh um, made their decision, we'll talk about that right after Deshaun Watson, but I definitely think that it's starting to slim up a little bit and yeah, they're going to have to have to make a decision soon. Like they're going to, whatever offer that they have on the table, they're going to have to take, like they're losing leverage. The more that, you know, another suitor is off the table. And once Pittsburgh made their selection today, Deshaun Watson's narrowed his down. It's, it's really trending more and more towards uh, the Colts there, but Deshaun Watson, big news there, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this last week. That Friday was a big day for him. Uh, and I'm not going to go into personal opinions or anything, but it looks like he can play next year. Not going to be any criminal charges brought on him. So a lot of a lot of teams, I think, kind of jumped up to the, the podium when all that got said and done and started probably throwing first-round picks 
at Houston to see, you know, who could stick. And yeah, like you said, he basically shut the door on the Colts. And the interesting thing that I didn't realize initially up until a couple of days ago, actually, was the fact that he does actually have a no trade clause in his contract. So he essentially gets to pick where he goes. Right. So he, he kind of holds all the cards right now. Like, does he take whatever he can get so he can play or do, does Houston like, okay, well, we're not going to trade you. So we're just going to sit you down, deactivate you week after week and continue to pay you millions. I mean, at this point, who has the leverage here? I mean, a team could theoretically offer a third round pick. Let's say there's nobody else left out there, but the saints and the saints are the only ones left saying, Hey, we're going to give you a third round pick for them. That's it. What does Houston do? They're kind of stuck. Do they do what they can to get something or do they just keep forking over the money for him to sit on the bench or sit at home actually and do nothing? Well, absolutely. And so what was really funny and I, I almost posted another laughing video uh, about this because he, the Seahawks made an offer for him and he shut him down. Said I'm not going there. So I was yeah. kind of happy about that because I felt <laughs> like that was on, that might've been part of their plan originally. Like, and, and you know, that wasn't going to be solid, but they did get some decent competition. Uh, compensation for Russell Wilson, let's be honest. Right. And so we had talked about that potentially being a landing spot for him, but he shut them down. He shut the, well, the Col the Texans shut the Colts down. So I, right now it's really between the saints and the Panthers, which he reportedly met with today. We should, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a decision tomorrow or at the latest Wednesday regarding Deshaun Watson, which also brings into the Jimmy G those are two one more suitor that's going to be off the table. So yeah. that's uh that's going to be interesting there but that's going to reshape wherever he goes. That's going to reshape that division. That's going to reshape that team that that he goes to and the, the Cleveland Browns have reportedly called about Deshaun Watson as well, which you would have to think that Baker Mayfield would be a part of that deal. Um really crazy stuff that that uh that's going on there. How, how do you think Baker Mayfield thinks or how he feels right now just Hearing all this talk about like, hey, we're not really shopping you, but we are. Uh, we don't really want Watson, but we do. I mean, you ha I, like him or not, that's got to be nerve-wracking, sitting at home, hearing all this stuff day after day and not really knowing what your future holds, assuming the team wants you, but doesn't seem like they really do. I mean, that's I couldn't imagine being in that, that situation for him. Well, it, it's actually uh, – he should just call Tua down there in Miami because he kind of was going through this last year. And I kind of was making the joke uh, that Tua is like the left-handed Baker Mayfield. I'm not sold on <laughs> Tua. I don't think right. that he has, I, you know, he's mobile. I don't think he's got a ton of arm strength. He can get the job done. He's reportedly like a pretty good leader. I've heard good things about Baker Mayfield in that area. Um, sporadically, not as consistent as maybe Tua is, but I feel like they're kind of bunched together in my mind that I, I feel like they're relatively kind of the same type of player uh, that, that can do some stuff there, but it, it's definitely going to be interesting. He should call Tua yeah. for some, because uh, Tua went through that all off season long last year and into this one regarding Deshaun Watson. So yeah, pop that phone call down to him and see how he handled it. I almost think that at this point, um, maybe a change of scenery would be best for, for Mayfield, honestly. Um, with all everything that's gone on, even not even just now, but in the past, everything with OBJ, with the former coaches um, and all his, you know, public comments about how he feels about some of the coaches or how he felt about some of them in the past. 
I think it's time he moves on and finds another team and just just start over, shut your mouth, play the game, and uh, try to resurrect your career. Well, I honestly feel like he's the one that's kind of holding him back. You know, I, I definitely feel like Baker's the one that has slowly kind of held the Browns back in a way. You know, um, he's not typically good against the Blitz, and Pittsburgh gets to him. You know, he, he yeah. beat them that one time in the playoffs, and that wasn't all Baker. That was a, a stout running game and an incredible defensive performance. But not only that, he's losing all his weapons. Amari Cooper's gone. And also uh, news today that uh, Jarvis he Landry was cut. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Yeah. Amari Cooper. Well, Amari Cooper is going there. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. Uh, OBJ is gone, left in the middle yeah. of, of last season, and then um, Jarvis Landry gone. So now he's got Cooper coming in, who's not really familiar with. They kept uh, David and Joku, which that's great if he can stay healthy. That's my main concern with him. I don't think he's been healthy the last uh, two years at all, but. Um, it's going to be interesting, but the transition into a guy that I know that you're really excited to talk about, um, this was kind of a highlight to you. And I know Jeff is going to be blowing up the comments here, but we got Mitch <laughs> Trubisky going to, is it Mitchburg now? <laughs> Mitchburg, let's go. Mitchburg. <laughs> I'm happy for the kid. I, he, It's no secret. I've been rooting for him and I'm not saying he's going to be some all world, you know, three-time Super Bowl champion, anything like that. I just think he's a good quarterback with the right system and team. He can, you know, uh, win you some games. And I think he's in the perfect system in the right team right now. He's got some players around him. He's got a coaching staff. He's got one of the most stable franchises in the NFL. So it's a perfect landing spot for him, I think. Um, I, I do think the Steelers need to work a little bit on their offensive line, kind of improve that area. But he can move around, too, so he can hide some of those deficiencies there on the offensive line with his feet. Uh, he's no Josh Allen, but he can get around, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does over there. Yeah. I Okay, I hated this move. Hated it uh, <laughs> with a passion. And and the reason is, and I feel bad because I, I, I know that Mitch Trubisky as a person, as a player, he deserves a second chance. Like, it's a great story for him. Like, it really, really is. And I'm excited for him to you know to really show himself because was he the all the problem in Chicago? No, it definitely wasn't. There's was a reason why Matt Nagy got fired. Was he part of the problem? Yes, but how much of that was him being young and having a bad coach? Like when you come into the NFL, like you're really green as a, a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um he still came out with a winning record, I believe. So I I do want to see what he was able to you know, what he was able to learn from Brian Dayball was he he was able to learn from Josh Allen um, and his first experience in uh, Chicago. So I'm excited for that. However, for the Steelers, I hate every second of this because I they were so close to the playoffs. They were so close to the playoffs. They have a hell of a defense. They have a really good running back. I feel like they have weapons all around. And I felt like that Ben Roethlisberger was the one that was kind of holding Pittsburgh back with his lack of arm strength, especially down the latter parts of the, of the season. Yeah. But I wanted to, I, I honestly was excited to see maybe a Jimmy G go there and see what he he's able to do with everything that was around him, a really good defense that, that was able to, this says to me, like you have Mitchell Trubisky, Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. That's your quarterback room. Like, that to me says, okay, well, we're just going to have a stopgap year or and see what, and maybe we get lucky and hit on, on Mitch. 
as an organization or a Pittsburgh fan, I hate every second of it. As Mitch Trubisky, I love the opportunity. As a, a Mitch Trubisky fan like you are, I'm happy for the opportunity. As a Pittsburgh fan, I hate it. You have to compete with Joe Burrow and you brought in Mitch Trubisky. Like that, I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't I don't know. But <laughs> then mean, I don't who know. Who else are they gonna bring in though? Yeah. Do you do you think Garoppolo is that much better than Trubisky? Yeah. As as a veteran, he he's he I think his his leadership, he's a veteran, he's been around some winning teams. I think he's been around Shanahan. I just feel like he would be a little bit more mature. I still feel like Trubisky's green. His last playing experience was not good, right? He got to sit and watch. We'll get to see what happens. But Jimmy took a team to the, the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. So, yes, I think he is that much better. But it's a kind of a wait and see. Like, we don't know what we're going to yeah. get from Mitch, where you do know you're what you're right. going to get yeah. from Jimmy, I, if that makes sense. I, I think – I think people are going to be surprised. I really think that the year in Buffalo, learning from Allen, learning from Dayball, um, the that entire coaching staff, and he's even said before that that was the best thing for him because coming out of that, he, he saw a different way of doing things, that it's not just this way or, or, or no way. Uh, he, he learned a lot about defenses, and uh, I think – I think he's going to surprise some people. Like I said, he's not. I don't think he's going to come out and be a top tier quarterback or anything like that. And if you're looking for a stopgap guy, then I think he's a perfect fit for that. And you're right. Maybe they catch lightning in a bottle, and he does better than that for him. And I, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I mean, even before he went to Buffalo, and I've said this repeatedly, people probably don't believe me, but that's okay. I liked him even in Chicago. I watched him play there too. I don't just watch Buffalo. Most people probably don't think that, but, uh, and you know, the same argument that you use for Jimmy G now, granted we don't have the Super Bowl in the playoffs, but he has a winning record and a pretty good one too. It's not like it's like 16 and 15. It's a pretty good record. I don't remember the exact numbers on it, but, um, I, I, there's just more to his game and more to him than people realize, I think. And I think he's going to surprise some people in Pittsburgh. And I know some fans, my stepson is excited for it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to try something out. And Jeff, I know that you're on right now, and I would love to have this conversation with you. I want to see if this works. Jeff, I'm going to drop a link here in the chat. I want you to click on that link. I would love for you to come in here and jump on your phone and chat with us about this. I know you have a ton to say. You're one of the biggest Pittsburgh fans that I know. Um, so if you can jump on, that's great. We're going to continue this conversation. I think it's a stopgap move. I definitely think that he's uh, – do you think that they're in the quarterback market in the draft still? I do. And and, and what Jeff said there uh, about Willis, I absolutely see that as a possibility. And um, and like I was talking earlier with, with Dawson, my stepson, uh, yeah, he can serve as a good stopgap. And then they can go out and, and draft a Willis or a Pickett, and they can sit for a year or two and learn. And if things work out fantastically better than anybody expects with Trubisky, well, then you can, you've got some trade bait with – with Willis or Pickett. So I think it's a really good position that the Steelers have put themselves in. Um, I mean, if you can almost make the playoffs with basically a hundred year old Roethlisberger, they couldn't throw a five yard pass any longer. Oh man. I, what are they going to do? I mean, they can't get any worse with Trubisky. Even, even I mean, if that's, that's true. Manager. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, I definitely think that they're going to have a young kid 
that has the ability to move. Roethlisberger did not have that ability at all. And I can imagine their run game might look a little bit different too, because if you remember uh, Mitchell and Chicago, they, they love that read option to try that read option with him to try some boot rollouts with him. You just simply could not do that with Ben. Like he was a a two step and throw kind of guy, whether it was, I don't even remember a ton where he was from center a lot last season. Uh, Most of the times in passing situations, he was in the gun and, and there are some things that, that come with that, right? It changes your run game where now you get the snap and then you hand it off to the running back. It's a slower finesse type of run game. There's a lot of differences to it. So I think you're right. He might bring some things to Pittsburgh that give them a little bit of a different look that might make them a little bit harder to prepare for with all the weapons that they have. Now, Juju is out there as a a free agent, but they got Najee Harris, who's an absolute stud. And if you give him, you know, an extra gap, so to speak, on a, a read option where the end has to account for the quarterback and you give him that gap, he's going to hit it. And I just think yeah. that that could be a, a, a big deal, especially in that AFC North. We see it a lot from Lamar Jackson. He's not the the biggest thrower in the world, but he's able to move with his legs and create things horizontally on that 52 and a half wide field rather than down the field sometimes. And I think when you have to spread a defense out horizontally and vertically, I think Mitch, he does have an arm. He he does. He's not like a weak arm guy. Like his, he can yeah. throw the ball. So I mean, there's um, a reason he was the top one of the top picks in the draft uh, the year he was picked. Um, and also, they got him for 14 million bucks. I mean, there's uh, at best wide receiver three is currently getting more money than that. So it's a it's a team friendly deal. Gives him the opportunity to prove himself. And if the Steelers do decide they want to move on from him with the rookie quarterback in a year or two. Um, then maybe Trubisky does enough and he can have a chance at that uh, at a bigger contract after that. But um, I, I think it's a good deal for, for both sides. And um, like I said, he's not going to go out there and throw for 4,500 yards or 40 touchdowns or anything like that. But I think he's going to do enough to get the, the Steelers back in the playoffs. Uh, looks like we got Jeff here. We're going to bring yeah. him into the stream here. Jeff, what's up, yeah. buddy? What's up? Sorry, it took a minute to get that going. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Happy to have you on. So tell me your thoughts on Mitch. We were texting each other today, and I know that you were pissed. I, I Initially, I know that you were pissed. I, I could almost see your red face in my mind that you were upset about it. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this, man? First of all, I was like, dang, Buffalo's organization did a great job selling Trubisky to, to our staff, right? <laughs> Uh, Too bad we didn't get anything in return. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, no, it, it, I, I'm all about second chances. I'm that guy. Um, my thoughts were first was you know thinking of Chicago and uh, everything there, and you know that happened there. Um, and as the day goes on, you know, I'm still mad about it, but I had to come to realization that you know there's business decisions, just like the Freddie Freeman and Braves ordeal, whole new thing with me. But yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of business decisions and thoughts to be made in the future. And I kind of hit on that in my, you know, my message, like, you know, these guys are, they're thinking longer term, right? We can save their little money, save some draft picks, um, maybe move up with those and trade, a, you know, get a Willis or something, right? And let Mitch kind of train these guys. Um, and that was my, as the day went on, I kind of was leaning towards that. I got out of the being mad and trying to find the light, the positive to it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was tough. 
It sounds like you went through a little bit of a roller coaster today with that pick. I mean, it's one of those things like when when the 49ers traded to get uh, traded up in the draft to get to get a quarterback. I knew that spelled the end for Jimmy at some point, whenever that was going to be. And I had I went and that was months. You know, I went up and down uh, through that. But for you, Jeff, you went through this in a matter of hours. I hate the pick. I hate it. But he's our guy. I got to get behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, that was a, it was a lot with the Freddie Freeman deal today. You know, I had a lot of sports um, on my mind. And so it, it definitely was a lot to take in. Um, you know, I like Jimmy G and I think he, he would have done well. I just I just think it's all about saving those those draft picks, man. And and, uh, you know, saving some money and getting getting one. Of, I think they like Willis. So I, I have a feeling that's going to be our, our route. Yeah, man. You could be Washington with Wentz. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. No, oh, I, man. Listen, there's, yeah, there's I'm way happier options. with Trubisky for sure. I think <laughs> after I think about it, they, and now the contract, uh, it looks like so it was a two year, fourteen point two five million dollar deal that's worth up to twenty seven in yeah. incentives. So you know, realistically, the base of that is about seven million a year for a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Do you think that they, that they brought him in? Now, everybody's kind of saying, oh, he's going to be in there as a starter. But in my mind, I still feel like there's going to be some sort of competition there. What if Haskins blows it out of the water? What if Mason Rudolph does? $7 million doesn't really say that you have to be the starter. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Brandon. That, that's a thought process, too. I was thinking, you know, he's going to be – is he brought in to be competing against um, – you know, Haskins, you know, uh, Mason, or, or if we draft Willis, right? Uh, you know, I, I have to feel like that there'll be some competition. He's going to have to prove himself just because of his, you know, the history. So, Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. First off, this this is awesome. This is groundbreaking for the Peepcast. We brought on a guest. We got him on <laughs> video right now uh, to yeah. talk about it. So I'm I'm super pumped. Uh, that's awesome. That, your wife's commenting. You do look good in blue. That's okay. I, I always know. Uh, looking good, man. Well, hey, yeah. uh, thanks for coming on, talking uh, about uh, your Steelers. I know you're pumped uh, about it. Ronnie was pumped to talk about Mitch Trubisky. I know that he's been hammering me with Mitch Trubisky for about yeah. – I'm glad he signed now. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're right, Ronnie, and, and I do love Mitch Berg. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else I put – I, I, think, I think it was Matt that put in uh, – it was uh, Trupitsky. Or something like that. <laughs> Trubisky, yeah. Nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Hey, man. thanks, guys. I'll let you get back to your show. I appreciate being in on this groundbreaking moment. That was cool. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, take care, buddy. And uh, look for, yeah, good to have you. We'll uh, see you in the comments, man. Well, that was fun. That was great. Um, there's a lot of emotions going around in free agency. And I know I had some when I started seeing Jacksonville. What? in the hell like they're spending money like it doesn't exist like it means yeah. nothing Th this feels like uh they just got like a ten thousand dollar tax refund and they're gonna go blow it <laughs> <laughs> that's it just crazy to me that they gave 72 million dollars over four years uh up to 84 for uh, christian kirk what? yeah and at best number three receiver i mean maybe he can be a number two but even as a number two, he never really stepped up in Carolina. And you've got DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, and you can't really take over a number two spot. Like, all the defense is focused on Hopkins. Now, granted, I know Hopkins was out last season uh, for the majority, but 
in that situation, he has an opportunity to be the number one. And what did he do? I mean, yeah. the Cardinals floundered down the stretch without Hopkins. Well, let's be honest. He was never a number one, maybe a number two guy. You could argue in that offense, he was the number four guy. You yeah. can make a legit argument that he was the number four guy because they brought in, I think it was uh, Rondell Moore from uh, Purdue as their. Or Zach Hurts, too. And Zach Yeah. So you had, I mean, let's just go through it. DeAndre Hopkins, clear number one. They had yeah. AJ Green, too. AJ Green yeah. was their number two guy. They brought in Rondell Moore who was their slot receiver, and then you had Christian Kirk, and they would kind of go back, but they started targeting more, way more than they did <laughs> Kirk. And then they also brought in Zach Ertz. So that, to me, says you have all these weapons. Christian Kirk was not one of those big weapons. He only had one time in his career, and this is before DeAndre Hopkins got there, where he had 800 yards receiving. Now he's getting top five wide receiver money in the NFL wow. to go to Jacksonville? Wow. wow. Well, I I mean, I, and I, I get what Jacksonville is doing here because it's Jacksonville. And I went through the same thing through the 17-year the drought with Buffalo. They had to pay ridiculous amounts of money to convince people to come there. Now they don't have to do that. Players are actually contacting them. And, and maybe at some point Jacksonville will get there. I don't know. But um, I saw something earlier today that they're – Top three wide receivers currently with Zay Jones because he just got signed on there. Oh, and God. I've seen him plenty of him, and he's not worth the money they gave him either. Three years, $24 million. million a year for this group. It's, it's nuts. So they, they went on a spending spree. First of all, I can't stand their GM. He was the GM that ran the Niners into the ground that ultimately broke the relationship between Harbaugh, the front office, and all yeah. that was Trent Baalke. Okay, he's the GM in Jacksonville and he is spending money like like you said, like they just got their tax return. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. But Zay Jones, three years, twenty four million dollar contract, max value of thirty million. Christian Kirk, four years, seventy two million dollar contract has a value of eighty four million. They also signed Evan Ingram. I think that's a good pickup for them. I mean, they're trying to get weapons around and I understand that, but they need to protect them, though, too. Yes. They, well, they, I know they, they, they signed Brandon Sheriff yeah. today. Yeah. I don't. I want to know what the numbers are on that because I, I wonder how outlandish that potentially yeah. is. Here's what I think is happening. Balky knows he's on the hot seat already, and I think he understands that if they don't win this year, he's out. So what does he care if he spends their money? So it's a it's a win win for him. He gets all these people in, and maybe it works out, and then they start winning, and, oh, Balky's the greatest, and he keeps his job. On the flip side, he spends all their money, and then he gets fired because they still suck, and now he's, you know, the, the team is in disarray for because of their salary cap situation, and then he's going to go on. And, and somebody will hire him again because that's, you know, GMs get recycled in this league quite a bit. But – uh I think that's what he's doing. He he knows his job is on the line, and he's going to spend every dollar uh, to to secure his his job. The crazy so this to me and Matt, you bring up an a phenomenal point, and I want to touch on this, but real quick, every single one of these but two are offensive base: Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Cam Robinson, who they gave the franchise tag to, which is expensive for an offensive tackle, Brandon Sheriff. Tyler Shatley, which I have a fun time with that name. 
They signed two defensive guys, Foley Fetukowski, on a three-year, $30 million deal that's $20 million fully guaranteed. Tell me if you've heard that name. And then Foy Olukun, uh, three years, $45 million, 28 fully guaranteed. Like, that's I don't understand. I don't understand. But Matt brings up a phenomenal point here because Christian Kirk just got top five wide receiver money. Allen Robinson's on the board still. There's some big name wide receivers that are out there. How, if you're a receiver like Allen Robinson, uh, what deal are you trying to negotiate now? Because Christian Kirk just got the bag and you saw it. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate this little bringing this up and here's why. I, as I mentioned before, I write for for the Rams on on ramblingfan.com and I just wrote an article a couple days ago about Allen Robinson potentially being on the, the Rams radar because of the injuries with uh, uh, Woods and OBJ, OBJ, right? So today I wrote a new article basically saying the Rams aren't going to pay what Robinson's going to be asking for now. There's no way. Robinson's going to look over there at Jackson and be like, he just got $72 million. I want 92 Like, I'm a way better receiver than him. And he is. He, I mean, in my he mind, Robinson legitimately is $72 million. But yeah, the wide receiver market just went through the roof, and um, you know Jeff brought it up too. Uh, Devonte Adams. It's that, I mean this yeah that that situation's deteriorating quick. Like we yeah. thought Friday, everything was good. Like we thought we we okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. They're going to franchise tag him. That was the plan. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. But you're absolutely right. I will say this about Allen Robinson. If I'm Allen Robinson, I almost, and this is me personally, the hell with that money. You, He was on the franchise tag last year. He's made decent money yeah. so far. He needs to have a good quarterback, and he yeah. will make more money doing that. It, incentives or championship, whatever he's after. But I saw a report today that he was potentially looking at uh, Detroit. Basically, teams that don't have quarterbacks that could pay him a lot of money. Okay, and I, I mean, was going to make the com- yeah, I was just going to make the comment though. Fine, this is your chance to go hit the market, go pair yourself with anybody that you want that you can. That all right? I picked my guy, and we're going to go off together, right? Yeah. If you pick a team that does not have a quarterback, you legitimately cannot complain about never having a quarterback because you had your chance, man. <laughs> like you had your chance. Don't tell me that there's only the teams that don't have a quarterback that are interested in Allen Robinson. Like, give me a break. But now it's going to make it that much harder because I feel like you're absolutely right. He's going to want more. And that is going to limit the teams that are going to want to bring him in. And a lot of those teams that are up there, well, they're up there for a reason because they don't have quarterbacks and they're kind of rebuilding in a way. The Jets, like we don't know what Zach Wilson is. He got better. Uh, the same thing with Jacksonville. I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is yet. Like Urban Meyer, for all I know, like, you know, he, instead of quarterback meetings, he was out there getting lap dances. I don't know what, what Urban <laughs> Meyer was doing down there. He's kicking guys on the practice field, the best kicker of the league last year, Urban Meyer. Okay. So all these teams that are up there are up there for a reason. They're also up there in the draft, you know, and there's going yeah. to be a very deep draft class in receiver, which is another thing where I look at this Christian Kirk thing. Like this is one of the deepest draft classes in receiver that we've had in like the last five years. Why? 
Why yeah. would you pay Christian Kirk that kind of money when you could draft a guy for $7 million? Well, because there's not, I mean, for every Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, there's about 30 that aren't. <laughs> so, I mean, we know wide receivers typically don't go off year one, but um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I, I, it blows my mind. There's other receivers on that free agent list, even still, that uh, they could have gone with that uh, just as good or even better and paid significantly less. Um, but I, I agree as far as the Allen Robinson uh, take as well. Um, I, to me, what he decides to do is going to tell me a lot about him. And, uh, yeah. and I hate to say that, but, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these players, they just care about the money, which blows my mind. I was never a professional athlete, but I do consider myself at one point in my life a, a competitor. And I couldn't imagine just throwing it all away for, for, the, for the money. And now I get millions and millions of dollars. It's life changing. But these guys already have that. This yeah. isn't like, you know, a college kid coming out of, you know, his his senior year of college and having the first crack at a, at a million dollar contract. These guys have been in the league for a while. They've proven yeah. their worth. They've made the money. Like, go find yourself a championship potential team and and try to get a Super Bowl. That's what it should be about. Yeah, no, and I'm with especially for a guy like Allen Robinson who's had the career that he's had so far. He has chased yeah. the money, and so I I totally understand it. And I can he was. He didn't he already sign a big time deal with Chicago to begin with to go from yeah, he went where from was uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yeah. So he yeah. went from Jacksonville <laughs> to Chicago, signed a big deal there. And that goes into the Mitch Trubisky thing. Right. So I, that kind of <laughs> blends that a little bit, but he's never really had a guy, but here's a guy who has. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about this because this is kind of a big deal. Devonte Adams. Things are coming out where it's not so kosher in Green Bay. And I actually want to read this um, because this is starting to go around the league a little bit. And so he, he made a statement uh, today from a, a beat reporter caught this. He said, this is coming from Devonte Adams. You can't just stick me with the short end of the stick and expect me to take it. I love 12, but it's my turn to get paid. And I kind of felt a little betrayed by him. So, Aaron Rodgers gets a, a bad rap for a, a lot of different reasons, and you can decide amongst yourselves if you find those reasons valid or not. But he has complained quite a bit. Now, oh, I'm going to stay. I'm going to go. Well, if I'm going to stay, then I want to be paid like I'm I'm the top quarterback. I can understand it. There's a guy that's that has seven Super Bowls that has never once done that. Okay? So I'll just leave that there. But this was DeMonte Adams' time. It was. His contract was coming up and it was his time to get paid. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he is watching Aaron Rodgers get paid again and sign a big deal. And now he's sitting there stuck with the franchise tag because that is it basically allowed Green Bay to do that to him. It allowed Green Bay to do that without Aaron Rodgers doing, you know, signing a, a different deal. They didn't have the space to be able to franchise tag Devontae Adams. Now they have the franchise tag on him, and he flat out is refusing to play under the yeah. franchise tag, which if I'm the, the Las Vegas Raiders, I am 100% placing a phone call and trying to get Devontae Adams. I got to do something in that AFC West. And if Devontae Adams is pissed at Green Bay, well, why doesn't he come down here and play with his old Fresno State buddy? Yeah, he's got that. I mean, 
he can't really do that unless the team agrees to it because of the the, the franchise right. tag. Right. Now he could be like, okay, I'm not even going to play and just and set out the whole season. We've seen a player recently do that, and his career went to the toilet after that. Um, so I don't know that that's necessarily the the right i the, would be the right choice for him. But you're absolutely right. It, it's a it's a terrible situation now, and I don't think we can put it all on Rogers either. I mean, this is no. as much the handling by the, the organization uh, as it is with Rodgers. And I, I think at the end of the day, something will get done. I think they'll get him a long-term deal. Uh, but you, I think you mentioned it earlier today when we were talking that uh, uh, Green Bay is going to have to make some moves. There's going to be some people that are not on that team next year, this coming season, because uh, of the contract they're going to have to give them. I know Scantling is a, is a free agent. Um I believe oh there's another one i know they just signed zadarius smith today i believe uh no they so they released zadarius smith so zadarius smith one? got cut it was preston smith that they were preston. able to retain yeah but they also uh one of their their offensive tackles i think it was a, a backup guy they end up having to cut him um preston smith got got paid uh devontae devondre campbell got paid um, yeah. five year, fifty million dollars. Preston Smith got four year worth fifty two point five, but they had to, they had to cut Zadarius Smith, which is their best pass rusher, their best pass rusher. And then um, what? So they lost depth on their offensive line as well. So we're starting to see the ripple effects of retaining Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, Seattle they got a whole bunch of compensation back for Russell Wilson and are already starting to try to play some building blocks there to yeah. try to rebuild and get competitive. Meanwhile, Green Bay, I mentioned it. They're not going to be better. They're not going to be the, sa the same team with making these options. Right now, they're worse than they were last season. Right now, they're worse. They lost their best pass rusher. You know, too, uh, I don't know if Rodgers has actually signed that four-year deal or not. And I don't know the stipulations as far as how all the contract will work and everything. But if Adam says, you know what, I'm not playing, and he ends up getting traded, or maybe they lift the tag and he does sign somewhere, I, I mean, uh, my guess would be they would try to trade him. And what what does Rogers do then? He's like, you know what, mm, I'm gonna like hold up. I I think I'm gonna change my mind and just retire. Because oh, he man. said before he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, and that's kind of where we're heading almost. He's not the first guy, by the way, that has played besides Roger, beside Rogers that has had a problem with him. Greg Jennings has been very vocal on on national media about Aaron Rodgers and the way that he was that he treated Greg Jennings. And mind, mind you, they won a Super Bowl together in, in 2010. Probably a mm -hmm. Super Bowl that Jeff doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> but that's not the first guy. And now you're starting to see like he I cannot believe that Devonte Adams actually came out today and said I feel betrayed a little bit by 12. That's a big deal. That like that is, is a huge deal that he said that because there's a ripple effect in that. There's some dissension there and at some point, you know, this isn't set in stone until Wednesday. Wednesday pen goes to paper, right? This is all everything is just one of those things that is yeah, yeah, they're kind of wink and handshake. Yeah, we're going to do this. I'm agreeing to this, but it's not official till Wednesday. All these trades and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, there is a world that, that Aaron Rodgers says, whoa, Adams isn't in this? 
you guys aren't taking care of my boy? Or if he even is the kind of guy that does that, or does he just say, I want my money. Really? You're going to say that I betrayed you? Go somewhere else. You don't want to, since you're going somewhere else, I'm done. That's a big deal. <laughs> this whole thing's a huge deal. Why is it so much drama with, with Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady literally walked away, came back. I'm back, guys. And everybody's like, sweet. With Aaron Rodgers, it's, oh, I don't know. And I, you know, I lost that playoff game and I want more money. And if I don't want to be part, like, why is it always whining with this guy? And he's supposed to be like, yeah, I don't, I, I have a hard time with that fella right now. And his hair is getting longer and he's just starting to look more like a hippie. It's like, get, get out of here. Yeah, Jeff and Maybe the hair. That's huge. It drives me nuts. Yeah. No, I, go, go, go host Jeopardy. <laughs> There's a lot still going to happen over the next few days with this team, I think. I think we thought it was all done a few days ago when he finally decided that he was going to play. Not so much. I think there's a lot more drama coming. All of it just to lose to the Niners in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I just <laughs> got to say it. Like, all of it just to lose to the Niners in the playoffs. I don't know. Like, he I, – I just don't understand why that Aaron Rodgers is being the way that he's being. He He's won one Super Bowl. He's one of the most talented football players on planet Earth. But for, for him to have the opportunity to do what he's able to do and watch a guy like Tom Brady – take pay cuts to get all these different players to play with him, to have a team to go win Super Bowls, and then to watch Aaron do what he's doing is, is hard for me. I, uh, As far as Adams, I don't blame him one dang bit. I don't blame him one dang bit. It is his time. He's In my mind, he's the top receiver in the league next to DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's and you can argue which one is better, like and you can go to town with that. But those are the two in my mind that that st that are in that conversation. It I I would be pissed if I was if I was Adams. Like all of a sudden, what? Because what if he goes out there and he blows out his knee week four? What does that do? Ask OBJ how this is working out, being on a one year deal. Ask OBJ right now what his market's like after blowing his knee out in the Super Bowl. Now, mind you, if you're going to do it, do it that way. <laughs> but how how is that for him right now? Ronnie, you just went on mute, bud. There you go. You're back. All right. Yep, I can hear you. Anyways, uh, yeah, the next few days are going to be interesting. Uh, uh, we may wake up tomorrow and both of them no longer with the Packers. Or maybe they're like, oh, I'm just kidding. We're all good and we love each other and we're going to go – to a 12 day cleanse together. I don't know. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh, the 12 day cleanse. That that's hilarious. Well, it's not always about just uh Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. We talked a ton about quarterbacks. We talked about Jacksonville spending big. Here's a huge move. JC Jackson to the Chargers and Matt Christie. I know you were absolutely livid about this because he wanted one of these big name cornerbacks to go to the Raiders. Uh, because, I mean, he's got to be sweating bullets. He's watched <laughs> Russell Wilson come to his division. He's watched everybody come to his division, and the Raiders have literally, like, done – it's like that meme where you poke the stick, you know, at the emblem and say, do something. Yeah. Like, that's what he's doing right now. But J.C. Jackson to the Chargers, they've got Khalil Mack. They got Joey Bosa, and now they bring in J.C. Jackson to uh, partner with Derwin James. Whoa, that – that team is all of a sudden looking like, I mean, they're, they're swinging for the fences right now. They are. They're, they're getting ready for what's going down in the AFC West. 
And they signed um, Sebastian Joseph, too, from the Rams, defensive tackle, interior guy. Uh, and we've talked about their need for some help in stopping the run, and they're they're doing that. They're bringing in some people. Uh, yeah, this division is going to be fun to watch. Uh, it, Super fun. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. And I, I think the Raiders are still going to do something. Uh, I'm a little surprised that we haven't really seen much today from them just yet. But um, there's still some big, big names out there. Uh, like Chandler Jones uh, is still out there. That's an option. Uh, I know you and I both want him on our respective uh, well, team. I, I think everybody – if you're if you're a, a team in the NFL and you want a pass rusher, Chandler Jones is the guy. Like, yeah. he's still really good. Well, and Von Miller's still a free agent too. He hasn't signed anything with the Rams. So that's an option as well. There, there's some guys out there. JC Jackson was the big one on the corner market. And yeah, five years, $82.5 million deal with the with the Chargers, $40 million guaranteed. They bring in Khalil Mack. And here's one of the like this kind of went under the radar, even kind of on this show, but Mike Williams being able to re-sign him is huge for that offense. I mean, yeah, it's great that you can do all these things on defense, but if you can't score points, it's not going to matter with the Chiefs and the and the Broncos at this point. But they're they're loading up. They're they're loading up, man. It's it's almost like uh, you know one of those video games where you gotta you gotta pair all those things together before you go bite go fight like the the end bosses. That's yeah. like what free agency in the AFC West is right now. Everybody's like loading up all their stuff. And they're just getting ready to go fight each other and see who comes out on top. And well, except for the Raiders right now. I'm so sorry, Matt. I'm waiting for them to do something, but like nothing's happened yet. Oh, they did sign Max Crosby. They retained him, which is great. But how good would it be if they had another guy on the opposite end? Now you they're back in the conversation, I feel like. But until they make that move, I right now I gotta think, like, okay, do you think rank the AFC West right now, Ronnie? Like who do you got? Who do you got in that division? Because J.C. Jackson moves the meter a little bit for me, like ahead of a, a particular team. But who do you like? Who do you got? Like who's one through four? Uh, I put you on the spot. I know that's, that. No, you're good. That that's difficult <laughs> because the Chiefs should be considered the number one until proven otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people look at it. But if you look at it just on paper, like you don't know the history and you're looking just on paper, you almost got to go Chargers. Now, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they're done. (laughs) I really don't. No. But here's what they're doing. They've got Herbert, top five quarterback. On a rookie deal. On a rookie Rookie deal. deal. Exactly. And they're taking advantage of that while they can because once they have to re-sign him, renegotiate his deal – uh, he's going to – I wouldn't be surprised if he resets the market. Like every time there's a big-name quarterback that signs a new deal, it resets reset that quarterback market every single yeah. time. Um, yeah. You know, Buffalo's going through the same thing. They tried to take advantage of bringing in some some guys uh, when uh, Josh Allen was on his rookie deal. And now they're starting to kind of shed some of the, the bigger contracts that they have because of the, the, the contract they have with Allen. And that's what the Chargers are doing here is they've got – a rookie deal, and they're like, let's get all these guys in here. Let's take a run at the Super Bowl for a season or two before we have to start, you know, renegotiating and start shedding some some cap space. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see that division. And I, I do think the Raiders are going to do something. I think I think we're going to – tomorrow we're going to see something like, oh, there we go. Okay. Now they're – because yeah. they lost A. Jones today too. 
Yeah. So I, oh. I mean, oh my they got God. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And Brian Edwards, there's a lot of hype with him in the last couple of years, you know, and he has not panned out. And I really thought last year when uh, Ruggs went down, or not down, but, you know, cut from yeah. the team, uh, that that was Edwards' opportunity to show and shine, and he did not. He had some some nice plays. In fact, I remember – I don't remember who they were playing. I think he had, like, one catch the whole game until, like, the last two and a half minutes of the game, and it was, like, four straight catches, and they won the game in overtime or something. Uh, but um, until he proves otherwise, I don't can't count on him. They're going to have to do something. Oh, for real. I, I definitely think that – so, okay, so in your mind right now, you you bring up – you have the Chargers won. Is that are you sticking with that? Chargers one, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs until proven otherwise. Okay, so I'm I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking that road. I, I'm taking actually, you want to know what? I'm going to go a different way here. I'm taking the Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders right now, and here's why I think the Broncos were a quarterback away. And they, yeah. they have built a young team other than their quarterback. They needed a quarterback. They have the backfield. They have the receivers. They have the secondary. They have some pass rushers as well, okay? So I definitely think, like, they're in that mix. I think that the Chargers, the way that they're loading up right now, you're absolutely right. They're taking advantage of that rookie contract. You're absolutely right. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. This is your opportunity. You have Keenan Allen's not getting younger. He's getting older. He's one of the top receivers in the league, but he's getting older every, every single year. You got Mike Williams. You got Austin Eckler. Um, he's getting older, and he he also kind of gets hurt every now and again, right? And it hurts yeah. that team when, when when they do. So I got to imagine they might bring in somebody else. But loading up the defense the way that they are, like – the Broncos, they had to go offensively because they went defensive last year. So they went in offensive this year. The Chargers went offensive last year. Now they're bringing in the defense. And they're loading up and they're saying, hey, we're going to bring an all-star team to beat you guys. And I, in Kansas City, they're losing guys. They're going to lose Frank Clark. They uh, Tyron Matthew, it, Mo, uh, Matthew is going to be gone. I can't imagine that he is able to resign with them. Those are two huge pillars on their defense that nobody yeah. is talking about. If you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to go light it, light it up uh, 40, 40 points a game, that's a tough ask out of any quarterback. So that's going to be a big deal. So, right. um, And that's that's why I say on paper, you got to say the Chargers. But I'm one of those guys that you have to prove it first, and the Chiefs have proved it year after year. And so until they get knocked off, I'll stick with them. But I, I would say the Chargers – would be second uh, over Denver. I'm just because of the pieces they've added on defense. I do think that separates them. And um, yeah, I mean, gosh, you really could go one A, B, and C on those three. Uh, that's what Matt just did. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm I'm inviting Matt uh, to this conversation. Matt is super. He is hilarious with a lot of his stuff here. So let me get this posted here um, so he can jump in. Um, I will tell you in that in that conference, uh, that conference is scary. But then you look at a microcosm of the AFC 
how that is. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah, that whole conference. But then you get out of that. You get out of that division, and then you're going to have to deal with the Buffalo. You're going to have to deal with a well. You know, we'll see what happens with Pittsburgh, but you're going to have to deal with um, the Bengals. You're going to have to deal with the Ravens. The Ravens are going to be there. Like we say what we say about Lamar Jackson, but they are a team that is physical. They're a team that can run the ball well. And they're uh, they're ready oh, they're to go. Matt, in the regular just, season, absolutely. Matt, just click the link, and it's going to tell you everything that you need to know. Um, <laughs> if not, it's totally cool. But well, and you can I, throw Tennessee into that mix still too. I oh mean, my gosh, I almost Kendrick. forgot about Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and New England, and, like they were knocking on yeah. the door too. Like they were absolutely knocking on the door. What was it, week sixteen? That they were still potentially Buffalo didn't clinch that division. Was it till was it week eighteen? Or week seventeen, it was right at the uh, end. They and New England the division was in week eighteen. You were at the game. That's right. So they yes. were, they clinched the division <laughs> week eighteen. Yeah. I mean, luckily they got to play the Jets, but they New England was there, and they're going to be there again. I, I you got to think that Mac Jones gets better. You got to think that uh, they went on a spread, uh, spending spree last year, but. Miami, I can't imagine like they started to come around. They went zero and seven, then won like eight in a row or something like that. The Jets, I'm not convinced on the Jets, but that that mm-hmm. AFC is loaded. There's twelve teams that are going to be vying for seven playoff spots, and well, they and can all beat Indy each still. other. And if Jimmy <laughs> got- goes to Indy, that's going to be a big yeah. deal. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like I'm. And, and the a- NFC is just the, the polar opposite. All right, we got yeah. Matt here. I cannot wait to see what this fool has to <laughs> say. Matt, what's crazy. up, man? I know hey, you what's were up? pissed. You were pissed and today about your Raiders. Polar opposite. All right, we got yeah. Matt here. I cannot wait to see what this fool has to say. <laughs> I can hear myself in the background. Uh, tell me tell me about your Raiders, man. We're talking the AFC West. We're talking J.C. Jackson to the, the Chargers. What are your thoughts? Uh, despicable. Like... <laughs> I'm sick over here, man. You know, it's you got this guy coming from the Patriots who their entire front office now, it seems, and coaching staff is on the Raiders, and we dropped the ball. I, I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> seven, seventh most money available in free agency, and we can't afford $16.5 million for the most needed position on our team. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I just, yeah. And then you watched, and then you watched the corner after corner go, and <sighs> we're, both of us are sitting there watching that stuff on Gilmore right now. Yeah, both of us are, and my team's kind of pulled in the lead in that a little bit. And I know that you're gonna have an aneurysm if he signs <laughs> with anybody but the Raiders. Oh, I'm I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and just have to call into work and be like, no, nope, we can't do it. <laughs> no, won't be able to, man. Not going to be able to sit there for eight hours and go through this again. Can't happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ronnie, so I know that you have to – so, Matt, Ronnie ranked out the AFC West. Do you have any – any? Uh, you put your own Raiders down there at the bottom. You did. You absolutely put your Raiders at the bottom. I did. We we have no line. Um, we've got, what, a center – started last year for the first time. He did all right. Colt Miller, he's a beast. That's all good. We have no guards. We've got, except for Denzel Good, who, you know, tore his ACL last year. Um, We have no real right tackle. I mean, Leatherwood 
where's he going to play? You know, they moved him from tackle to guard. I think he had the most penalties of any lineman in the NFL last year. At least it seemed that way. Like, that, good God. He's on the Raiders. They're, he's, they're definitely going to have You're a... guard. You're right next to the football. How are you jumping every damn snap? I don't get it. Look at the ball, <laughs> dude. Look at the ball. Uh, so, yeah, offensive line, horrible. Uh, we need corners. Uh, we dropped the ball on that. Uh, wide receivers, we don't really have anything there. Uh, except for Renfro, uh, you know, we got Waller, but we need that number one guy. And there's still some out there. I'm hoping for A-Rob or um, Baby Chark. <laughs> I like I like DJ, man. He's he's fast. He can run, but he's had injury he's a number, problems I, Is he a number one guy, though? I think he is. I mean, he, he had over 1,000 yards and hit a Pro Bowl with Gardner Minshew throwing to him. Fair enough. Well, But he Minshew's stayed healthy that year. That was Minshew's the one year he stayed healthy. So, yeah, you know, it's tough. I mean, yeah, I like Chart too, actually. I think uh, with the right offense and the quarterback, which he would have with Carr, I think he could be a number one. Jeff's asking, what about Juju? You know, I don't feel Juju fits with us because he's, he's turned in more of a slot guy. And we have, and have the slot guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So to me, he'd be he'd be more like another Zay Jones, you know, a second guy in the slot that isn't going to provide much in my opinion in our offense. Uh, we need that outside guy. What, yeah, what would you give up for Devontae cool. Adams right now? That's what I was oh. going to say is what would you give up? <laughs> you I know, I, here's the thing with, with sign and trades. Cause I mean, you look at, uh, at Kirk's deal today, um, uh, you trade for Adams, you're gonna have to pay him like 50 million a year. It seems like Jesus Christ. I don't know what uh, <laughs> the Jaguars are thinking here. My God. Um, but I mean, in all seriousness, sign-in trades they tend to be cheaper because you do have to fork out all that money. And I don't know if the Packers would be willing to give him up for less than at least a first rounder. I mean. I think it'd be two. How it is now, I yeah, I think they would at least give up a first, maybe uh, a couple second rounders and some players. Like, I mean, Cleveland Furl, he could, you know. I know you love that guy. Oh gosh, you know, a new place could, you know, give him what he needs. But, uh, you know, something along those lines is what I think they would be willing to go. That I would be happy with at least, but. I mean, yeah, Devontae Adams, that would be like a dream come true. I just don't know how much you give up for him and sacrifice when you need so many other positions of need. What was that, Ronnie? I think it'd take at least two first-rounders. I think so. I think it would take at least two first-rounders. But then you're absolutely right. What would that market be? Because if you traded for him, it's literally on a rental. You'd have to think that there'd have to be some sort of agreement to extend his contract before the trade even happened. But then you got a guy, your own quarterback, that there's some things there too. Like, are you going to pay him? And it's looking like they are more and more. It looks like they are. But he was being brought up in a lot of different trade scenarios. I uh, spouted off a scenario that that still could happen, uh, but it's looking like that's died down more and more. But you got to pay your quarterback too. And then, and then you'd have to bring in Aaron Rodgers and JC Jackson. Like, I feel like, 
there's almost, I don't want to say like it's a rebuild, but they're going to kind of have to retool what the philosophies are. Cause I got to imagine that, that uh, McDaniels is a little bit different in his thinking than, you know, <laughs> uh, Mayock and John Gruden were, you know, what, what the thoughts on the new regime compared to the old regime. Yeah. I have a hard time thinking that Carr is justified for 45 million a year, like rumors are, um, is happening. But, uh, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't won a playoff game. He, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. You know, you see, okay. Rogers is at 50 million. You got uh, Dak at 40. I mean, has Dak won a playoff game though? I think he's won one. Hasn't he? I think he's won uh, one. Yeah. You'd have to look it up, but, uh, you know, all these different contracts, it's for guys that have won, Carr hasn't, and it's getting a little long for excuses of getting more weapons, getting more weapons. Yeah. You hear that every year, and it, it gets to be a little old. Carr's only been one playoff that he actually started, though. Yep. That was this year, right? Like, yeah. he had never yeah, been was to the playoffs year. until. Yeah. Because the last time they were 12 and 4, and he got his legs snapped. snapped his le- like, yeah. Last week Correct. of the season. And this is what he's going to be going into what ninth or tenth season. So they've only made the playoffs twice while he's been there. I don't know if that, to me, is forty-five million dollars worth. You know, I could see thirty, thirty-five a year. I think he falls more into that category. But that's, I'm not that, saying that's he's. There. I agree. I'm not saying he's worth the forty-five. But I go back to the whole the whole winning discussion again. He hasn't really had a good team around him. He's had some here and there, some some weapons. Uh, the defense has never really been top notch. Yeah, so that's true. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put all the winning on him in this uh, particular case. Yeah, I, I got to agree on that one. Uh, when you look at how they've been able to draft, they've they've swung and missed a bunch of times. Uh, Farrell is a, a big point. Arnett is another one that when when that draft happened, you and I were together when that happened. And we looked at each other, and you were pissed that they drafted Arnett. And now look what, what he's gone. And that was a first-rounder just, what, a year ago? A couple of years ago, yep. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Um, so They had, you know, they could have their number one receiver with CeeDee Lamb, but they oh ended up God. drafting Henry Ruggs because he could <laughs> run fast. Well, like, they, they even did it last year when they drafted a Leatherwood in the first. Like, yeah, they they, they've up- had mutual. Yeah, they well, we thought that they were going to go after uh Jock. The the um, oh, what's his name? He went to Cleveland, he played for Notre Dame, number nine. Uh, uh we Joker. thought that he was, yeah, the Joker, Joker, yeah, it was going to go for him. They didn't go for him. Some of the picks that they made is unbelievable, but Matt, we appreciate you having on. We got to move on, but uh, hey, it's been fun, man. Thanks. Heck yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to be praying for you tomorrow. <laughs> I hope something <laughs> good happens. I just want <laughs> I know you're you're a Colin Kaepernick signing away from being the hell with this time. <laughs> Oh, God. I'll go jump off my roof. You know, hey, you know, Brandon, I live in a two-story home. Don't make me jump out the window tomorrow because I work. <laughs> it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. It's going to be McDaniel. Blame him. <laughs> hey, thanks, All right, man. No problem. Catch you later. Uh, we're going to be doing this more and more because that was a blast. Matt. Blows my phone up every single all day. He, I mean, he had the countdown for the free agency, <laughs> and I had to. We had the opportunity to, but 
Uh, we got to move on. JC Jackson. Now, let me ask you, Ronnie, we have a ton of, of signings that happened and kind of wrap this up a little bit, but what was the move or not move or just anything related to today that really shocked you or that you were surprised it hasn't happened yet? Uh, well, surprised it hasn't happened yet. It would be some of these uh, edge rushers. I've, I kind of expected those guys to be coming off the, the shelves in a hurry, but they're not. Uh, I don't know what that means necessarily, unless it's just there's a number of teams that are vying for them and they they keep up in the ante perhaps. I don't know. But um, uh, as far as the contracts and the signings, they've got to go with Christian Kirk. I mean, that one's a shocker uh, in and of itself. And uh, I don't know, looking at some of these others. I mean, even Zay Jones. You know, Buffalo drafted him, and he actually holds a record for most receptions in NCAA. And when he was coming out, there was all this talk about him, blah, blah, being great, this and that. Uh, same thing with uh, Sammy Watkins. He was supposed to be the next Jerry Rice. We traded up for him. I'm not getting all that because I just get frustrated. Gets <laughs> you fired um, up. Speaking of bad drafts, you know, <laughs> we've had a few of those too. But, uh, yeah, no, the Christian Kirk thing, I, I, yeah, that one blows my mind. Uh, when you look at the team that, that did it, I understand it because, like I said, they're not a winning team. They're not a team that everybody wants to go to because they have a shot at a Super Bowl or anything. So they, teams like that have to pay over or pay up. And, uh, unfortunately, that's going to kind of drive up the rest of the market for some of the other teams and, and make things a little more difficult. And, I mean, when the guys like Kirk are getting $72 million, We've talked about a few times here in the in recent shows about the the salary cap is supposed to significantly jump over the next few years. And yeah. is it going to matter if we're wide receivers like Kirk are getting seventy two million? But it does right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, especially when you think about like got like so how it impacts my team is Debo Samuel's up for a contract extension. Christian Kirk just got that. Well, there goes half a billion dollars to Debo then. <laughs> like that's the only thing I could think of. Um, that was insane to me that, I mean, like we mentioned, I know Scott, you're just jumping in. Um, but you could argue that he was the fourth receiver on that team. And for him to get that kind of money, I will, I would love to be in some of these, these negotiation rooms where they're trying to bring that up and agents have to be like, listen, that whoever that agent's great, but that team's also dumb. Like we're not going to be able to get that or, you know, what that looks like. But as far as assigning for me, I mean, obviously, that was the most surprising one. I'll just lump all of Jacksonville in together on the surprising, <laughs> like, what is going yeah. on there. Um, but there was one sneaky good signing, uh, and that was Hassan Reddick to the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought that was that was big time. You know, here's a guy that has – he's been top five in, the, in sacks over the last, I think it's two seasons. And he, I mean, mm -hmm. he's been able to rack up some decent numbers, but three-year, forty-five million dollar deal, uh, thirty million fully guaranteed. Right now, they still have Fletcher Cox. I imagine that he is going to get traded here sometime in the in the near future. He's been on the the trade block, but um, as far as Philadelphia, they were right on the outside looking in to the playoffs, and they were able to retain. Jason Kelsey, he said that he's coming back and then bringing in a pass rusher like like Hassan Reddick to that team. Yeah, I feel like that is going to be a big help. Now, they still have some other 
you know, they need wide receivers and I imagine they go in the draft and I think that's going to be the smart way because in this deep draft that there is no way that you can pay $84 million to a Christian Kirk when you have a super deep draft. So, uh, but I think well, that was more. So yeah. Yeah. So and, they're not and uh, Devonta Smith too, right? Oh wait, no, I'm talking about Carolina. Well, Hassan Reddick went to the, the Eagles. Okay. For, so, I, yeah. I'm on the wrong went, team. I'm going backwards. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, Hassan Reddick went to the Eagles. So they still have uh, – that was a, a good signing by them. They still have some uh, holes there, but I thought that was a really good um, yeah. piece of, of the puzzle that they were able to add. Yeah, I'm with you there. And and like you said there, I, I mean, I'm not sold on Devonta Smith myself. I'm not sure if he can be a number one or not in this league. Uh, well, time will tell. But you're right. It's a very deep draft as far as wide receivers go. One of the fastest drafts we've seen. Yeah. Uh, so, and we know it's not all about speed. We just had a conversation about that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not sold on Hurts. I'm not sold on Devonta Smith. Uh, I think I think the Eagles have some work to do. I, I know they, they made the playoffs last year. But and they may do it again because NFC is is weak, you know. You've got right. maybe Green Bay. They might be imploding though. Uh, so now you're down to basically Tampa and the Rams. Hey 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 hey. <laughs> I'm telling you, that other team, that, yeah, that other yeah, team yeah. there. No, I'm telling you, they're going to be three teams. Be there. Yeah, they will. You got three teams and. I mean, who's going to fill in? We might have two teams in the playoffs next year for the NFC with losing records. Oh, uh, I mean, th- and there's going to be the, the, some teams that surprise us, right? Like, I felt like yeah. Minnesota, they, w- they were a much better team than their – well, I should say it's hard to say that they're a better team than their record because that was their record. That's what they earned. But at the same time, they were – in so many close games and I feel like they're really, really talented and they've retained a lot of people so far. And I know that it sounded like there was some people that were kind of on the trade block potentially, but they have a new regime coming in. They're going to be getting, sometimes you just need a fresh face that's yelling at you, a different guy that's coming at you from a different approach to be able to put some things together with all the things that are happening in green Bay. It wouldn't shock me. Now, Minnesota beat green Bay once last year that you know they beat them once and they can do it again and they have weapons they got justin jefferson they have adam thielen they have yeah. uh cook right at least right now on today's date they have those guys <laughs> and so we'll see what happens they needed work on on defense i felt like to be able to really stop some people but uh we'll we'll see but yeah scott brings up one and eight and one score games for the vikings if they even go half that if they were four and four they're in the playoffs which they very well could do. Yeah. In the NFC. Absolutely. Who's Absolutely. going to win in the NFC East? Do, do you think it's Philadelphia? I have a hard time with Jalen. I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time saying that with him. But, you know, what? how long has it been? Did you say it was 12 seasons that there's been a different division yeah. winner? Like they never consecutively had the same division winner. So Dallas won it last year, and I don't see them. I mean, they should have a uh, a team that's capable of winning that division, even with all the the losses on their team. But I think uh, 
I think Washington can be there, potentially seeing what Carson Wentz can do. Now, Carson didn't play all that bad last year. There was a couple games that he laid an egg in, and they just happened to be really big games, right? When they needed um, him to step up. When yeah. they needed him to. But he, I mean, he, I think he only threw six or seven picks last season. So, like, he didn't turn over the ball a lot. Also, Jonathan Taylor helps. I think Washington has the ability to do that. I think defensively they'll be there if they get a boost from, I mean, Taylor Heineke playing the entire season. And I like the scrapper that he is. But I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. So, I think they'll be there depending on what Philadelphia does. I, I don't have Dallas winning it next year, win, winning the division next year. I don't. I, I think they're going downhill. They're going downhill fast, and there's going to be some heads that roll after this next season. I'm just going to call my shot right there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if McCarthy doesn't win that division this year, um, I mean, maybe if they can make the playoffs and, and do something in the playoffs, maybe he retains his job even if they don't win that division. But that division's up for up for grabs. There's no one team there that just says screams yeah. like, "Yeah, we're going to take that division," uh, you know, hands down. And I mean, I would even say, no, I can't say. I was going to say maybe the Giants, but no. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can not say them because that division is, in my opinion, it's the, it's one of the worst divisions in football. But they they seem to beat each other, right? And I feel yeah, like well, if. There's been crazier things that have happened from teams going four and twelve to twelve and four. Now I'm not saying the Giants are going to be that team, but even they if haven't they go really eight, done anything eight. yet. No, that, that's my thing. Like now, if yeah. tomorrow we wake up and all day long Giants sign this guy, Giants bring in this guy, uh, then you know, yeah, that all changes. But um, outside of a new coaching staff, uh, they haven't really done anything. Like is Daniel no. Jones a franchise quarterback? Not sure yet. No. And we're, what, three years into his career now? Four, three or four? Yeah. I would think we would have some inkling and an idea by now. Um, Galladay hasn't done anything, can't stay healthy. They've got uh, – well, that receiving core as a whole can't stay healthy. No. I mean, at one point last year, I think they were down to the fourth and fifth best, you know, string guys. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think on paper, yeah, Dallas is probably still the most talented right there with Philadelphia. So, <laughs> the NFC is going to be as crazy as the AFC is going to be with some top dogs. I think that the NFC is going to be that way. They're going to have their top dogs, but I think there's going to be some teams that kind of sneak their way in there that might have a March madness feel to them as a gig. And but mind you, that's we're talking March 14th right now. There could be a bunch <laughs> of different things that, that happen, yeah. right? Like there's a million different things that could happen. So, um, but that's, that's how it is right now. Um, Productive first day of free agent legal tampering period. Um, there's going to be more stuff that happens. There's going to be bigger names that kind of go down. Ronnie, I think we're planning on another live show on Thursday, uh, Thursday evening. So um, can't wait to talk about all the next stuff that's going to happen. I wonder if we have some Jimmy G movement uh, by that time. Deshaun Watson, um, if he's going to get moved in that time frame. There's a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen, mind you. A lot of these other big name players, Chandler Jones, on the lookout for him, on the lookout for um, Stefan Gilmore right now. We're on the lookout for uh, Allen Robinson. There's some big name guys that are out there that we're looking to see where they go, and uh, they could really change the landscape of a team. Yeah, there's there's a lot still to be done for sure for uh, a lot of these teams, and I don't think Jacksonville's done either. I don't. 
I don't think so either. Um, They're going to sign a a punter tomorrow, give him a five-year, probably about $30 million is what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) They absolutely, yeah, they need something. (laughs) Well, they can always hire, uh, they can always hire uh, Urban Meyer to be their punter. I hear he's got a good leg. (laughs) Well, we're going to have a ton to talk about then, um, but honestly, we're going to follow this along with everybody else. Keep, keep messaging us, keep sending us your comments, things that you want us to to talk about. Um, We're going to have a Twitter debate of the week uh, on, on Thursday show. So if you see one and I'm sure there's going to be, no shortage of Twitter debates this week. So send them our way. Would love to discuss that another them. Kyler Murray joke? It, I definitely think it, it, we definitely threw in the Kyler Murray joke there. No shortage of them for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but until Thursday, man, I think uh, Peepcast, we're out, huh? Yeah, we're out of here. See you guys Thursday night. All right. Take it easy.